What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we're on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie and or TV show of all time. I am Matt Primo, joined by Josh Primo. What's up, bitches? And we are back to recap and review all of The Sopranos, specifically season one. We are doing episodes seven, eight, and nine this week. So if you have not watched any of those episodes before, go watch them and then come back to this episode. Because otherwise, there are spoilers from here on out. Uh, these are some... I, don't know, I have a lot of shit to say about all three episodes. So we are going to blast through this little intro and go straight into the uh, into the episodes. Uh, if you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. Support us on any of those tiers and you get access to a whole bunch of different content, exclusive podcasts, segments, uh, as well as our Discord. You be, you basically become a creator slash producer out of all of our content. So if that is something that entices you, go to patreon.com slash two games. Shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Paradixio, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsay Humble, Michael King, Casey Pye, Christina Lambu, Brian slash Corey Costa, and Ryan Sibley. Also, shout out to Ryan Sibley, who just had a, uh, had a baby, I think, uh, yesterday. So congratulations to you, sir. And... Do what? Uh, Did you say sorry or congratulations? Is that what you said? I said poor fella. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me see some say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's just go ahead and jump into it, man. We got, like I said, I got front and back of notes on all three episodes. So let's fucking jump. I in. will go ahead and say the last one was my favorite out of the three. So I might have less to talk about on the other. Ooh, interesting. The second one is my favorite out of the three. Going to be interesting. Let's 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 jump into oh, yeah. it. episode uh, number seven. We have down neck shout out. AJ yeah. AJ and his friends steal some sacramental wine and arrive to gym class drunk. Tony thinks little of the incident until a school psychologist informs him that his son may have ADD. Tony reflects on his own childhood antics in therapy. AJ is grounded and forced to regularly visit his grandmother, where he lets slip that Tony is in therapy. What did you think about uh, Down Neck, sir? I thought it was a good one, man. I thought it kind of gave us a good insight on who Tony was and how his mother was to him. And, you know, kind of his childhood, because everybody wonders how the hell a guy becomes into the mafia. It was good to see that. It was good to see uh, how different the parenting styles between Tony and Carmela were. And I think them two have some of the best written dialogue in history. Because he's like, you know, what what constitutes a fidget? <laughs> yes, that's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, she's like, oh, are you going to hit somebody with a disease? I mean, that's what they call it. This is a disease, huh? You know, she's sold. She's already at Books a Million buying 50 books. I, I just, their dialogue together is just fantastic. I think it's a combination of the dialogue and then the acting. I mean, Tony Soprano being played by James Gandolfini. I mean, that dude is a fucking legend. I mean, you, you tell me, sir. Could you could you imagine Tony Soprano being played by anybody else? I could not. Maybe I his don't know, son? man. The, just, just the way his mannerisms and how he played that character just does it for me. And I, you know, what constitutes a fidget? 
<laughs> like, did he, <laughs> like, you know where this shit's going? Like, he, he thinks he's so fucking stupid, man. He, yeah. He's just trying to get it out of the doctor. So I'll, I'll agree. I think this is a pretty good episode. I, I would say this is the weakest out of the three that we're, we're about to review. Uh, I gave it a 7.5. Now, while it may not be as good as the other two episodes, I think this is a very important episode regardless because, like you said earlier, this is how we get the uh, behind the scenes, behind you know the past of Tony Soprano and how he kind of rose through the ranks and or not through the ranks but how he kind of got into the mob uh originally as a kid so seeing that stuff with his dad with his mom the relationship between them two and him i thought was was very important for for tony's character overall so like this this episode definitely needed to happen i think some of the issues with it is maybe some of the execution it feels rather slow and with the with the pacing and whatnot and there's a lot of flashbacks in this episode. A lot. Um, maybe it was one of those episodes where it just, you know, like I said a minute ago, it just had to happen. But maybe we could have spread this episode out, I don't know, over, you know, two episodes ago, something like that. Over a couple episodes, we get flashbacks and whatnot. I, I think that would have probably helped help this episode a little bit. Maybe not feel so flashback heavy. But I do love, yeah. I do love all the stuff with, with Carmella, with AJ, uh, Tony, and then some of the Dr. Melfi stuff kind of gets, uh, it's it's okay. I wouldn't say it's it's amazing or anything like that. What were you going to say? I, I was going to agree with you. Uh, it does feel muddled down, and I, I, I totally agree with you. It's, it's to deal with the flashbacks and then some of the just on and on with Dr. Melfi. But I love the uh, the big like stark contrast between Tony and AJ. And they, they kind of like, they kind of hinted at it in the past where he kind of thinks less of him a little bit, you know, but I think that is almost key in this episode because Tony is over there changing a tire and, you know, AJ's like, can we just call AAA? And he's like, uh, no motherfucker. We, we change our tires around here. Okay. And it's just that huge, that huge difference between the two characters and that huge wall that's going to separate them for the uh, majority of the series, I, I thought was uh, I thought was executed very well. So you know, this majority of this episode is is basically Tony kind of living out his fear of his family, of him losing his family, whether that be in them finding out that he's a mob, or whether that be because of consequences of a numerous amount of his actions that he he does throughout the show. Uh, I thought this was a uh, this was a good episode to kind of kind of showcase that a little bit. Uh, was this the episode that we're at the dinner table sitting and eating after he gets in trouble, yeah. or was that the next one? Oh shit! Uh, no, this was the episode because uh, he says, "I don't want that kind of talk in front of the kid. I don't condone it." <laughs> <laughs> yes, this this was this was one of the uh, the scenes. Yeah, the one I'm referring to is when they're eating Chinese and they're talking about, you know, great Italians and all that. Uh, that had to have been this episode. Okay, because then, uh, I don't know what was said, but it was made to. Tony said something he didn't like, and then, uh, Meadows like, uh, yeah. And he's like, you got something to say to me? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For some odd reason, I can't place with you if it was in this episode or the next one. Oh shit! I don't. I don't remember. I know. I know. There's a few different dinner scenes in these episodes. There's the one, and it's definitely not in this episode. It's the one with, uh, with, uh, with shit, Ju- uh, with Junior in it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah okay. I'm making the sexual references. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's 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 another episode. But ah, man, I don't I don't remember off the top of my head. I mean, I'm sure once we get kind of like down in my notes a little bit, we might we might kind of like run into that a little bit. But uh, that dinner scene, dude, it, it was good. I don't it was, it was. like he that dude just goes on rants he, like he just goes from zero to a hundred like super quickly and the what he is saying most of the time is it, you know he's just a huge hypocrite when he says it <laughs> like we know for a fact that he doesn't believe that but he's just trying to put on this facade that he's like this uppity up dude yeah 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 I think that's what's so great about that character too and then how about the part where they're they're grounding AJ and they're like, yeah, and you can go visit your grandma every week. And Liv just looks at him, and she says, uh, oh, that'll be lovely. And it's so sarcastic. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's a combination of, one, she doesn't really want him there. Two, that's a punishment for them to, for him to come see her. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best part, is they consider that a punishment. <laughs> and that just... Dude, I'm telling you, I loved Liv before we started this review series, but she is quickly becoming just probably top five characters for me in the series. I just, I love, love the character, and the acting is just spot on. You know, at first, and this has been the longest time, I've never liked her, never liked her character. But this watch around, I'm starting to see how phenomenal she is, how phenomenal the character is, and I, I'm with you. It's becoming one of my uh, up there with one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I, I disliked her, kind of like, you know, in previous watches. But I mean, I definitely had you know characters that I enjoyed more. You know, Tony obviously, Carmela I loved, uh, Artie, you know, Junior, and then you got uh, Sill and Polly, and then Chris. I mean, those are pretty pretty much like top tier for me. But now that I'm thinking about it, that's like all the characters. <laughs> <But whatever. laughs> this guy just named the whole damn cast. They're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it would have been so much easier if you'd have named the ones you didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> this cast is beyond reproach. <laughs> it's beyond reproach. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, I think it's a pretty good episode. It's just it's just the flashbacks that kind of hold it back for me. So 7.5 for me, what'd you give it? That's exactly what I gave it. I can't believe that. Oh, winning. I think that might be the first time we've uh, agreed on one. I uh, know. Damn. <laughs> damn. measured my wiener, and I was like, 7.5. Look, these motherfuckers might not might not know you, but I know you, so I know you're lying. Man, you, you ain't going to let me squeeze one in in all these episodes. Squeeze one in. <laughs> 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 well, this escalated. <laughs> Indeed it did. Uh, so number eight, episode eight. That it is titled The Legend of Tennessee Moltisanti. The uh, Lubertazzi crime family goes on the lam to avoid possible indictments from the FBI. Tony and his crew, though not including Christopher, are named as possible subjects in a grand jury investigation. Christopher is depressed by his exclusion. He has nightmares and unsuccessfully tries to shift his focus by writing a screenplay. 
Livia learns of news that shocks her and passes the news to Junior. What did you think about this episode, sir? You know, I love this one. There, there, there seemed to be quite a bit of comedy in it. I'm, okay, I won't say I loved it. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot of comedy in it that was not out in your face. It's just like before, it's written in there. If you catch it, you catch it. If you don't, you don't. And then, it, it, you know, it's it's funny to see how, you know, the mob acts when indictments are handed down and nobody even knows what's going on. And one of my favorite scenes between Dr. Melfi and uh, Tony Soprano happened in this episode. So all around, I think it was a great movie. Uh, great show. I think it developed the story very nicely. So yeah, uh, dude, I love this episode. I, it was definitely my favorite out of the three. Uh, I gave it a nine point five. Like this is this is up there with the uh, with with the pilot for me. Like this is one of the best episodes so far. And uh, I, I love how the episode starts off with that over the top, just fake as shit dream sequence. Like it is super over the top. And I mean, a majority of what Chris goes through and the, his performance is over the top in general. But I feel like this whole episode he's just like over the top with it but he also kind of grounds it in a way to make it relatable and whatnot because i mean it's it's all about him being excluded from being named and one of the important things about this episode is the fact that it goes through great lengths to kind of show you why he's not being named among all these people why he's not ready to be be made yet why he's not a capo and whatnot uh and it's basically because he's he's immature he's not he's not ready to be uh in the upper level and that is kind of openly displayed by the fact that he walks into the uh to the bakery and shoots the dude in the foot with them having open indictments out there you know and like that's not a time that you need to be shooting people in the foot and uh yeah i just i think that just goes to show just how immature he is at this point uh, so I thought they did a great job with that, but I thought the overall episode is is just fantastic. The overall story of them having to fight these indictments, them it, it kind of goes into the uh, into that mode of hey, shit's about to go down. We need to kind of cover our asses and get rid of shit, and it's basically what the entire episode is about. And I, I just I loved that aspect of the show. When, hey, we don't know if we're going to get in trouble or not. Let's go ahead and hide these guns somewhere else. Let's go ahead and move our money. And let's go ahead and start stop doing shady shit. And there's just a lot of tension there because you never know if, hey, the, the cops can come knocking on the door and they're going to arrest him or or not. So that's one of the reasons why I just I, I love this episode a lot. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite parts is uh, when they're in the wedding and they, they find out. And they're like, oh, yeah, we, we got to go on the uh, the run. And everybody's like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have gave them all that money. <laughs> <laughs> right. And he goes back and takes it from the girl. Oh, that was the best part. And I was like, this dude literally just went and took it from him. How about them openly defying uh, Junior's command? Like, he says something, and then they all turn to Tony. And what do you think we should do? Yeah. And Junior just looks at him. What do you mean what the fuck we should do? I just told you what we should do. 
Yeah, that just goes. I just fucking said it. That just goes to show you that nobody actually believes that he is the actual leader or the boss. That it's it's been Tony Soprano the entire time. And you know, the look on his face almost made me think that he knew that at that moment that he wasn't respected like he should be. Yep. Now, one thing I wanted to point out, and I I had texted you about it because I I didn't know if you had watched the episode or not. So, do you remember the guy that walked into the bakery store? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is I, I, that is Vito Spadafore, who is a capo in a later season. Yeah, I find it weird that the, you know that's the only character they did that with. When he walked into the store, I was like, "Hey, that's the fucking capo from uh from I don't know, I don't remember what season he comes in at, but he comes in. I, I was thinking maybe he was already a capo and he just doesn't have a reoccurring role, but no, it's it's a completely different character altogether." I'm curious to know what made them decide to use him again. I mean, I'm glad they did because I really liked his performances. But, you know, I I didn't notice that that he was in that bakery the first couple of times until I was like, this guy looks familiar. Yeah, yeah, I've never noticed that. In the uh, few times that I've watched the show, never caught on. Never caught it. Yeah, I wanted to look up and see what the hell a a Shirodelli is, but. I couldn't spell it, so <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> Needless to say, I still don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah, I can't even spell the damn thing. So this is the episode that has all the uh, Melfi and her family stuff. So I'm going to give it one huge criticism. I, as much as I love this episode, the thing that holds it back from being a 10 for me is the stuff with Melfi's family. I absolutely I, dislike that stuff. Really? Yes. I I enjoy it. I think it's hilarious. The uh the college age kid is just a shit stir, man. He totally always stirring the pot, trying to get his dad riled up. And I was like, man, that reminds me of Matt so damn much. Except he's always trying to get me going. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I hate that fucking son. <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's good acting. Maybe that's good character writing. That maybe that's why I hate him so much. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be like that. I think he's supposed to be like a rich. He's such a fucking bag. tool. Such a tool. Yeah. But I just, I hate, it's just back and forth with the family. And then the, the, the I'm okay with like the dinner scene with them and, and whatnot. But when it gets to the end and then you have like the psychiatrist talking to the family. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that got over the top there, I thought. Like I can deal with, the other scenes. It's like this particular scene is where I was like, was this needed? Honestly, because the humor in this particular scene is just not there. Like they're trying to be funny, but it's not funny at all. It's, it's just fucking stupid. Yeah. And it kind of took away from the humorous side that I found in, in some of that. Honestly, I think this is one of the, if you could say up to right now, what is the weakest parts of, of the Sopranos, I would say it is that right there. That scene yeah. is the weakest out of any scene that we have seen so far, I would say. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And it's not the fact that it was it wasn't like executed properly or it just wasn't needed or whatnot. It was just what happened in that particular scene was what what they were going for just did not happen whatsoever. They thought they were being funny and it wasn't. It was just fucking stupid. But that's literally my only complaint about the entire episode. 
Yeah, and uh, you know my my absolute favorite part. It's one of the my favorite scenes. There's only one one that tops it between Tony and Doctor Melfi, and that, that's toward the end. You know, he he's like, "Is is this all you?" No, that's the next episode. Never mind. <laughs> hey, the the my fuck. I think I had a stroke. <laughs> I fucked that up, but I was I was thinking I fucked I fucked it up, dude. <laughs> it, it it's the next episode. This one they set it up between him. You know they're dancing around about him going on vacation. I uh, I sound like a fucking Looney Tune character. Abadi 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 abadi. The uh, dinner scene that we were talking about earlier with the Chinese food that's in this episode because they, uh, they do okay. it they do it right after the FBI search, and then that's when she makes the uh, the comment. Yeah. You got something you want to say? No, no, not at all. And what was that symbol? I wonder what he did on his chest when he was like, Grosso. Uh, when they drop the FBI guy drops the bowl. Oh, I don't know what the fuck that was. I pissed him off, whatever it was. <laughs> Maybe he called him a pussy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I only guess. <laughs> Is that like, look, I don't know if we can even mention it on the podcast. If it's that, if that's like a racial slur or something like that, I have no idea. I, I don't either. I, I mean, no harm. <laughs> <laughs> I am pleading ignorance to this. <laughs> <laughs> that's like when, uh, once her face tells AJ to, the cops are coming, delete your computer. Oh, God, dude. you want to see all that porn? And the dude couldn't get across that damn table fast enough. <laughs> dude, I'm laughing my dick off with that. No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> dude's got a terabyte of porn on his computer <laughs> Man, i'm telling you he he did not want them to see that uh <laughs> that, freaky, that freaky shit you know what i'm saying no he did not and they didn't have those uh incognito browsers way back in <laughs> what uh but yeah o- overall just i uh, love the episode we have some some scenes with Carm and Liv that were pretty great i love that relationship between those two characters because Carm just absolutely despises Liv, but at the same time, she respects her because, you know, she's Tony's mother. But yeah. also at the same time, she doesn't take any fucking shit from Liv. You know, the best part about that scene where they're in the nursing home and she's getting Liv away, the look she gives Tony when she's leaving is like, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I, dude, I'm telling you, Carm, Carm is kind of like, I don't know if she has like a, like a, a few episodes when she, ago when she was having that, that, that flu and she was with, uh, pastor or father, uh, what the fuck is his name? Father. Uh, yeah. His name. Uh, I, I wouldn't say any of those scenes were just overly amazing or great or anything like that. Uh, other than, you know, the dude saying this is beyond reproach. <laughs> all-time great line uh yes, but when yes she is paired with with tony or even the kids or Liv or some of the other characters the bigger name characters i think she really does a great job in those scenes when she bounces like off of like bigger characters yeah yeah because like i said she doesn't take shit from Liv at all and she's pretty much the only character in the show, especially up to this point, that like Tony will dance around it, and you know he'll he'll do anything to kind of please his mother and whatnot. 
But she, she'll be nice. She'll be nice. She'll be nice. And then when fucking Liv just pushes that wrong button, she's just like, you know what? You want to fucking stay here and be depressed? Stay here and be fucking depressed. I'm leaving. Oh, uh, yeah. So what'd you uh, end up giving this episode, sir? I gave it a nine. I gave it a 9.5. Uh, oh, one thing. Uh, Chris says Chris says he's no mental midget when it comes to depression. <laughs> I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Dude, it's so funny. Throughout the entire show so far, you know, anytime psychiatry gets brought up or Tony starts, you know, like especially in this episode where he just kind of goes off on Chris in that car, which was a fucking great scene, by the way. Uh, he's just going off on him. And then when Tony's kind of trying to to talk to Chris about maybe like depression or something like that, you can tell just from Ganofini's, uh, uh acting right there, like he knows that everybody thinks he's full of shit when he's asking this, but he's trying to be like real smart about it, even though he's not, he doesn't know anything about it. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, I thought he was fishing to see what Christopher thought about uh, seeing a psychiatrist. That too. Since he, you know, that that's the way I took that. And then uh, he, he also said he, he was a midget. And then, <laughs> okay. <laughs> he said, uh, not this skinny guinea. <laughs> and then, you know, just last episode, you heard guinea was the bad word. I was like, I had never heard that in my life before this show. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. But I, I love the fact that when Tony does that, those conversations with other people about psychiatry and whatnot, everybody just shits on it. And Tony being the character that he is, you know, you talk shit to Tony, he's going to bash your face in. Yeah. But he legitimately cannot do that. So that dude just takes it on the chin every single time someone says shit about uh, psychiatry. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, dude, I, I absolutely love this episode. With the exclusion of the Melfi stuff, almost a perfect episode. A lot of the Chris stuff is great, like the, the Polly scene and the uh, the Chris scene, where Polly is kind of talking to him and whatnot. This is like the first time that we actually start getting that relationship between Polly and and Chris. It was really nice. Yeah, it was. And he's like, "I heard Aid was gone for the weekend. And I can see it's a pigsty in here." <laughs> Come on, man! I got two girls in the truck. Let's just go. I was like, yeah. dude, that that that's a brother right there. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's, he's helping him out. All right, moving on to episode number nine. Let me get my uh, let me get my notes right here. Uh, parents are shocked. This title's this is titled Boca. By the way, uh, parents are shocked when they find out a successful high school coach has sex with one of his teenage players. Gossip reaches Tony regarding Junior's sexual secrets. Uh, Junior is humiliated when Tony makes open references to them and Roberta. So I'll let you have it, sir, since you said this was your uh, your favorite episode out of the three. You know, this is the one time you're going to see Junior uh, with a woman. You know, all these other guys, you see multiple women. And then you learn that it's been that's been his lady for 16 years. So, you know, it's kind of like not even a, a goofball or nothing. It's uh, pretty much, you know, almost common law wife in a, in a sense. Yep. And you just, uh, it lets you in on some of the, the crazy things that, you know, some of those guys thought back then about, 
you know, going down on a woman and how they referenced it throughout. And then you just got some of the best dialogue between uh, Mikey Palmisi and Junior. <laughs> the best one is, uh, I fucking knew it. No, you didn't fucking know shit because I just told you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. That was a good one. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, when I wrote down my notes, you know, usually I have, hey, this was a great scene between these characters and I, I kind of, Maybe put like a little analysis in there, analysis of why I think, uh, you know, what, what's kind of going on, the themes of that, those particular scenes and whatnot. This episode's completely different. It is legitimately just quotes of of dialogue. That is literally all I I have as notes for this episode. You know, I love some of the dialogue in there, man. Like, where do you come up with, uh, hey, Junior? How's Ju- little Junior doing? He'd get some shut eye. Pass me the red peppers. I mean, who <laughs> thinks of that? <laughs> Pass me the red peppers. <laughs> He's getting some shut eye. <laughs> just great acting, dude. Like they just play it off so easy. Yeah, and then he says, "Well, I mean, they think if you suck pussy, you'll suck anything." <laughs> yeah, and you're if a you p- <laughs> Yeah, if you, if you suck pussy, you'll suck anything. <laughs> I'm like. Uh, I don't know if the logic connects there, but okay. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, uh, when Tony and Carmer in bed, they're joking about it, and he's like, hey, what's Stacy in this bed? Stacy's <laughs> he here, so and she's like... Off. Yeah, he gets, he gets so pissed off. He, You know, like, they're just playing around and shit like that, and she just mentions it, and I, I mentioned it on uh, the, the last segment that we were talking about, where he just goes from zero to 100, you know, just like that, and it's just, it's perfect acting. Perfect writing, perfect acting. And she's like, "Oh, please! The one time a year, I can I can contain myself." <laughs> I was like, "That's so relatable." <laughs> Damn! I was like, "Dude, this little chick just blasted his ass." <laughs> Shout out to that. <laughs> like I said, man, earlier, Carm Carm just does not take shit from anyone. She, no, she doesn't. Not, you know, she's not one to to hide her feelings. And I don't know if that's like an Italian thing or or what the case is, but she. I, if she's fucking pissed off, she's going to let you know that she's pissed off. You know, some of it, I think, is because she knows he's the boss of the family. And there she knows too much. So there's no way they can get divorced. Mm-hmm. Going to leave that one alone, sir. Going to leave that one alone. Future spoilers. Well, I'm just saying that at, that, at this time. But do you know what we got in this episode, sir, that we have not had in like six episodes? Artie. Artie fucking returns, and I was like, "Yes," because he's like the first thing that we see when the uh, when the episode starts. I was like, "Thank God, man! I have this Artie. That dude's such a fucking savage." And then it doesn't take five seconds for his wife to jump in on his ass. I'm like, "Yeah, dang, well, she don't ever let up." <laughs> when she, when the uh, something happened on the soccer field, and she's like, "That fat kid is uh is uh sneaky with the elbow." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, Charmaine, dude, she's she's definitely a fucking... She just nags, nags, nags. And she's like... I would say she's borderline being uh, unsufferable. An insufferable... Is it insufferable? Unsufferable? Insufferable. I'm not an English major at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from fucking Mississippi, so what the fuck uh, Yeah, I don't even know what that word is. <laughs> I can't fucking spell it. But what... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, dude, she, she, her, her character is right there on the cusp of being annoying. 
but she plays it just right and just like over the top enough to where it's kind of like funny at the same time. It, it is funny. And I, uh, I just like the way they developed that relationship there. But what's so great you know, about uh, Artie in this episode is, you know, in every single, when I say every single episode, I mean, in the two episodes that he has been in, in this entire season, he's always been that, that moral compass. He's always been that, that good guy. He's always going to do the, uh, the right thing. You know, he's, he's not one to, to go to Tony and ask for money and, and shit like that. Mainly because of Charmaine. To be fair, it's mainly because of Charmaine. But in this episode, he he kind of when when the girl when he finds out the girl was sleeping with the uh, the coach or the coach was sleeping with the girl, I should say. He like wanted to do some some fucked up shit to the uh, to the coach, right? So that's kind of like yes. the first time that we've kind of seen him, you know, express maybe some mob like mentality out loud. But then you got Charmaine coming in there, kind of trying to redirect him and whatnot, and then. We get the good guy already at the very end where he's just like, don't do anything, man. Like this, wait, this is just fucked up. This is not, this is not the right way to do things. And then he, even, know, changes, he even changes uh, Tony's mind at the end. Yeah. You know, it's, I like his character because in some scenes it's like he wants to be Tony and other scenes he doesn't. But in this one, you got to see a lot of their, Tony and Artie's friendship there, you know, and how they do kind of act like they've known each other forever. But what's interesting is he comes in there uh, later in the episode and tells Tony, hey, don't do this. You know, just just don't do it. And Tony gets pissed off at him and tells him, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of my my uh, my bar or whatever the fuck he said. So that's like the first time that we've is that the first time we've seen any kind of hostility between those two characters? Yeah, and I don't know. I think Tony was just like, his mind was made up and he didn't want to be told no. And he was like, well, wait a minute, I'm the boss, motherfucker. Who are you talking to? But still, regardless, and we, we said this a few episodes ago. We, we we talked about, you know, Artie can pretty much say anything to Tony and Tony's not going to do shit because they're best friends. Yeah, he, right. he says something. He says something here to Tony and, you know, if it was any other character... I think mean, Tony would have, like, if it was Chris that came in there and said that, Tony would have pushed him up against the wall and fucking yelled at him or some shit, you know? No, he just he just points the finger and go and get out, out of the out of the bar. Uh, I don't know if that was his exact words, but yeah. Yeah, it was go and get. I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> go and get. Get, get, go. <laughs> hey, what about when they're in the restaurant? Him and, uh, him and Artie, and they're just chillaxing, and they see the guy with the hat. And he goes, uh, take the hat off. They don't sell hot dogs here. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they, they pulled the bleachers out a couple of months ago. <laughs> <laughs> just just fantastic, right? Like, I don't know how they fucking thought about that shit. And I'm trying to decide, did the kid just then realize who the hell that was and that's why he punked out? Or he's like, you know what? I don't know if this hat's worth all that. <laughs> right? That dude, that dude pushed out hard. Shout out. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'd have stood up to Tony. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying, yeah, I, I'm definitely not saying I'm not a pussy. Okay. <laughs> but then it shows you Tony's stroke, man, with the uh, waiter. He's like, "Yeah, go send him a bottle of wine and get the tags of these two guys." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that was uh But you know, I finally tied who those two guys were. 
the it two- wasn't FBI. It was the two guys that uh, Mikey Palmisi got to follow him. Oh shit! You're right. <laughs> Tony's doing something. He's going to. Say, I fucking knew it. No, you didn't. I just fucking told you. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole episode is it kind of revolves around one general storyline, and that is the fact that Junior Muff dives. Basically, I mean, just fucking put it out there, okay? So I, I think it's I think it's hilarious some of the interactions that people kind of have with him, and when they're kind of referencing it, and he's just like, "What the fuck did you say?" Oh, nothing. No, I'm good. Saldo de Bordo. And then at the dinner, at, at the dinner scene, you know, uh, uh, shit, Carmela is is just laughing or giggling, and he looks at uh, Tony. Goes, your wife, your wife got the giggles. <laughs> I, don't yeah. know what, I don't know what it is. Like that line itself is not overly funny, but the way he delivered it. And the way he said it, it was it was so funny to me. And you know, when they're on the golf course, I feel like if Junior would have never said the line about him missing that pot fly, he never would have said. Think, yeah, and I think that's exactly why he said it because the look on his face completely changed. I'm like, oh, that dude's pissed. <laughs> and there's the. I mean, it's not the reoccurring varsity athlete joke, but it, it, it's kind of in that same realm. Of of that, yeah. that joke, and it's it's hilarious. You yak worse than six barbers. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, who could have been thought of that? And then one other thing that I'll say about this episode, sir, and we we kind of mentioned it earlier how how Liv is kind of like shooting up my my rankings of just favorite favorite uh, characters in the show. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily have like one perfect thing or one thing to to kind of mention about it, but I will say it just further develops in this uh, particular episode, and I think I think she just plays it off so perfect. Like she's so humorless in her in her delivery, like she's so fucking dry with it that it one hundred percent works almost every time. She will say yeah. something, and it is, it is just hilarious. And it's like she the the line itself may not be funny. But the way she delivers it is funny. And that's, I mean, you could say the same about Junior or Tony and a lot of other characters. The humor in this, I I, I feel like I'm getting it a lot more, shout out, uh, the third time that I'm watching this versus the first two times. Yeah, yeah, I definitely feel like that the, the same way whenever I started first watching it to now. I do find a lot more stuff funny. I mean, even before, I never found the humor in that the, uh, you know, Father Tantilla with his Chianti joke. <laughs> Beyond reproach. <laughs> but, you know, my favorite scene in this whole thing is at the end, Melfi's like, you know, I'm about to charge you for the uh, missed appointment. He's like, well, why the fuck would you do that? I told you. Well, yeah, but, you know, our agreement was that you had to pay. And he's like, well, what if I got hit by a car? Well, you wouldn't. I said, what if I did? Well, you wouldn't. You're right. <laughs> and then he stands up. So it's all about this cocksucking motherfucking money and starts throwing money at her. And she's like, I don't know what that means. And I don't appreciate you making me feel threatened. <laughs> oh, was that was that this episode? Yeah, that was it. That was at the end. No, no, that wasn't this episode. 
What episode was it? That's what we talked about earlier. I think that was episode uh, eight. I want to say it was at the very, the very beginning of that episode. Yeah, it was that episode because he uh, he had the indictments and whatnot, right? Yeah, but he does that, and then she later says that she had never been spoken that way before, and it kind of uh, it kind of scared her. All right, well, cut that part out and put it on the other one. I'm not. I'm not doing that. People just have to. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everybody's gonna hear how fucking stupid you are. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna disagree. <laughs> I mean, I could be completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's in episode eight, not nine. It could possibly be. You know, you're gonna go rewatch it, and then next episode, you're like, you know what? I, I rewatched that episode just to double check whether I was crazy or not, and uh, I was right, motherfucker. And that's what you're gonna do. If I can remember to, I will. But if you're wrong, if you're definitely wrong in the situation, you're not going to ever bring it up again. Never. I'm smarter <laughs> than that. <laughs> so what'd you, what'd you end up giving this episode, sir? I gave it a 9.5, sir. You know, originally I gave it a 9, but I'm changing it to a 9.5. Just just fucking talking about it just made, made me realize just how much I love this episode. Uh, it's, I may have to put it above episode 8. I'm surprised you didn't, because uh, at the end, uh, he throws that pie in that chick's face, and he's like, you blabbering cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that's his favorite word. <laughs> Sis- we, haven't heard- we haven't heard sister's cunt yet, man. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Which is so funny, because out of context, that sounds really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Well, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, you know what? I think I will agree with you because I kind of looking back on episode eight, uh, the like I said, the one thing that kind of turned me off on that whole episode was the stuff with Melfi and her family. Whereas this episode was pretty consistent the entire time and it was just feel, full of humor and whatnot. So, yeah, I, I, I will agree with you. I'll change my opinion and I will say episode nine is definitely the, the, the best out of the three. I'm pretty sure you just said I was right. Suck it, bitch. <laughs> well, if you suck a pussy, you'll suck anything. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, guys, uh, you let us know what you think about episodes 7, 8, and 9. Uh, I think next week is our uh, final episode, of se- our final review of season 1, right? We have uh, 10, 11, 12... Nah, it's not going to be. So let's do next week. We are going to do episodes 10, 11, and 12. We will save episode 13 and the uh, overall season finale. Uh, the, over, the season finale and the overall season review for a uh, for its own episode. You done with that? Or you want to do two? I like. No, that's fine. We'll do the last of it. That's cool. All right. So there you have it, guys. Episodes 10, 11, and 12. Go ahead and watch those uh, in preparation of next week. Go ahead and get that taken care of. Uh, In the meantime, uh, go ahead and check out the rest of our content. Josh and I have reviewed other episodes of The uh, Sopranos. We have also reviewed uh, dozens and dozens of fucking movies that you can go check out. They're all uh, hilarious to me. I mean, I don't know how how y'all think it is, but I have a great time doing the reviews. Uh, If you could also go check out uh, Josh's YouTube channel, uh, Semi Crazy. Go ahead and give him a like and subscribe on his, uh, his videos there. He's doing some hilarious stuff over there, laughing my dick off all the time on his videos. Uh, I don't know if that 
sounded weird. That sounded weird when it came out of my mouth, but whatever. <laughs> Giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, y'all go over there and uh, support him if you don't mind. Uh, but other than that, guys, we will catch y'all next week on another episode. Laters. Laters.